This is BYBW, the sports gambling podcast that wishes these kids would really just think about the poor bowl sponsors before opting out and testing positive for COVID. Just, you've made noted horrible human Dave Portnoy so sad, and just think about that, okay? I'm Joe Public, <laughs> joined by Rain Man, who is 13-8 so far during the bowl season. Uh, Rain Man, what's your favorite pick left on the bowl slate? Tennessee, minus six versus Purdue. The truth is returning, mm-hmm. baby, and they got juice in that program. We can handle the truth. It's about as predictable yep. as it yep. gets. Yep. Stick to the classics. Uh, other than other than Maryland, absolutely boat racing Virginia Tech. Come on. Uh, on the other end of the podcast, Capper, 11-9 and nine so far. Just getting his legs under him. Just getting his legs under him. Uh, what's your favorite bull pick left on the slate? The Utes. Loved them. Love them all year. Um, won the Pac-12 in the Rose Bowl for the first time in a long time. They're going to dominate. You and you and my cousin Vinny, Utes. Listen, man, this is the real coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that. Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. Watch BYBW. Check your game up. Stop being a slap dick. Make today a great day. This is BYBW. Uh, give us a rating and review. It would be a nice holiday thing. Uh, five stars. Why not? What, what's the difference to you? It's a couple of taps on the button. Maybe write a nice thing or write a mean thing about Rain Man. We'll read it on the pod and, and sing your praises. Um... We're like it's been a good bowl season so far, and uh, we're gonna we've had some pretty like key cameos. We're, our our celebrity cameo segments been rolling hard, and we got a really really good one heading into the playoff. One that one that I'm really excited about. Uh, uh, you 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 might remember his uh, voice from 30 seconds ago when you listened to the intro of this pod. That's right, we got real Coach JB here. Oh yes. For, <laughs> for a playoff pick he came through he doesn't look that hungover in this video uh let's just you, you boys ready for it let's let's hear from real coach jb get, get you're lying pick. about that part rain man and capper what up man it's the real coach jb listen man i know you guys are huge fans i appreciate you guys man and uh-huh. uh listen man i actually think michigan's gonna get it done i don't know why i think georgia blew their wad <laughs> and uh after alabama i think uh they're hurting at qb i think they're gonna be uh a little predictable. I think Michigan's going to get them. I think Michigan's going to run the football, and Michigan plays great defense as well. So I think it's going to be Alabama-Michigan, man, to be honest. Um, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, <laughs> college football, man, eliminating one thing, I would take the targeting out. It's a fucking shitbird rule. Oh, wow. <laughs> fucks these kids. Um <laughs> Yes, but again, the kids are soft as fuck, so it doesn't really matter. But anyway, (laughs) I would take that out. The elimination of an automatic ejection. Make it a flagrant one and a flagrant two like the pussy NBA does. Don't just eject the person. (laughs) And then you slap them in the face by allowing them to stay on the fucking sideline. Like, fucking what a joke. Anyway, it's a mockery. We all know it. Uh, Appreciate you, man. And uh, happy new year to you, brother. Went on me, went on three. One, two, three. Win. Win. <laughs> oh, I love that. Win on me, win on three. <laughs> what a legend. He's uh, making sure I, he'll never win. be able to coach again with these cameos in his Twitter presence. 
I would just love to. I don't think he needs to, though. He's raking it in. You know, say what you will about real coach JB, but he is, bar none, the best football coach that's ever been fired from a job for calling a German player his new Hitler. Um, I think (laughs) easily. Um, (laughs) But now he's just delivering fire cameo videos. Uh, Doesn't 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 care about targeting anymore. Uh, and we could just like roll roll off of uh, what he gave us. Just go into these playoff games. Uh, he likes uh, Michigan in this spot against Georgia. It's a seven and a half point line right now. Um, I like Michigan getting seven and a half points. I like them outright. Uh, do either of you like Georgia in this spot? I like Georgia. Kevin, right. do you like Georgia? Do not. Yeah, I like Georgia. Do not. I think uh, there's less. The public's more on Michigan here. Uh, yeah, they looked bad in the Alabama game, but keep in mind that even with the, those numbers included in the statistics for the season long, Georgia still is the second-best defense in the modern era behind the 2011 Alabama championship team, and those games all still count. I think Michigan's offense and defense looks pretty similar to Georgia's, actually, but Georgia's might just be a bit tad more talented, a tad better. I think they'll be able to stop Michigan's run and then force Cade McNamara to try to throw it. Georgia's defense and the secondary is also still pretty good. Cade McNamara is not Bryce Young. I kind of like Georgia to beat them every quarter slowly, which will be enough to cover. Interesting. I mean, if it's one thing we've learned from eight years of the college football playoff, it's definitely bet against the SEC, especially in the semifinals, right? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we, 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 <laughs> we've never seen that plan go wrong before yeah um i think i think there are still some issues with georgia here though like it's a team i think we saw it against alabama a team that got fatigued pretty quickly because uh they hadn't been in a battle like that yeah, before now they've had four weeks um, to work and, out the kinks but how do you get up to speed in practice how do you how do you face a punishing rushing attack uh in Michigan in practice simulations and walkthroughs and um, how do you get close that gap very quickly um, against a very talented Michigan team that can pound the ball down your throat and can play suffocating defense Um, they haven't fixed the holes like we haven't seen them be able to fix the holes that they have. Well, well uh, they didn't have holes until the Alabama game. People is just a game manager. Retconning an entire season based off one game. Which, like, th- that game is a day well, point. Sure. It is interesting. Alabama's the best team they played. But it's Georgia damning, was so though. dominant um, this year. I'm, I'm terrified of Stetson Bennett here in this spot, and especially with the COVID uh, news for uh, JT Daniels, who I think has a chance, has a way better chance to light it up. But, like, Kirby Star- Smart played it s- safe all year long with Stetson Bennett. Um, now missed a good chunk of practice, assuming uh, with – JT Daniels and I just like I don't think he's the guy that can really like push this game past a one score game I just so seven and a half to me is I just like I think you learned so much about Georgia in that Bama game their schedule straight up was not that impressive like no their schedule was pretty soft I agree Georgia had a really soft schedule and then they had their shot in a big game and they they got punked I, I think in this spot it's it's uh it's Michigan's pass rush against Stetson Bennett. I I think Michigan's pass rush. They have two top ten. Every Georgia has uh you know this whatever two generation for sure generational defense. Michigan has two top ten picks that they're gonna be rushing Stetson Bennett. And I 
I love that. I love that for, for Michigan in this spot. I think it's uh, – I, I just will be surprised if they're able to air it out. I think Michigan is playing with so much confidence. If you can – if you can shut down Ohio State, if you can make Iowa look Ohio the way State that they wins did. if it's not a snowball. I stand oh, by that. Oh fuck off. Fuck out of here. Stand by it. Uh, Weird elements. Uh <laughs> seven and a half. Stop. Michigan Ohio State got punked just like Oregon punked them because Michigan could run the football down your To throat. your to to the point you made previously, Capper, I realize it seems like somewhat of a fool's errand to bet against the SEC in, in a semifinal spot, especially when you're the seven and a half is screaming at you, but I just it is crazy, right? And it hasn't really it moved. It hasn't moved at all. About JT Daniels, it dropped from eight to seven and a half, which, like, I think books were assuming that he was going to have a bigger role in this game. Kirby Smart came out today and said he's going to still be able to play, uh, still will be, you know, in the mix if they need him. I don't know. It's just like he's not coming I, into the game Michigan unless the offense kind of is completely proved, sputtering. He's kind of proved everyone. They've kind of proved everyone wrong all year long, and uh, I know. I know they laid a dud against Michigan State. There were a few issues late in the game there, but, I mean, they dominated Ohio State. They dominated the Big Ten Championship against a very inferior Iowa team. Um, It's just – it seems like their spot. Uh, It seems like too many points for sure. At the same time, is it it not not easy to see – like I say this with games all the time, but it is easy to envision a Michigan team completely fucking laying an egg in this spot just based on hit oh, just 100%. based on history sadly the big like i everyone sort of forgets harbaugh's big game reputation as a result of uh two weeks ending the season but i don't know i i i'm excited for let's go to the other playoff game um which i think is just way too many points i think this is going to be a real close game between cincinnati and alabama i think cincinnati has a legitimate case for being the the number one team in the country which i guess people can call insanity whatever but they've lost one game the past two years it was and it was a really close game to a georgia team is there a reason why either of you see alabama covering the 13 and a half here no i'm taking i mean i'm on cincy but like could i see alabama covering here, here's yeah. the story of cincinnati all year we've yeah, cincinnati start slow sure. and then they have amazing second halves well, if they start slow against Alabama, they're not covering. It's that simple yep. because Alabama's fourth quarter is unreal this year. So if Cincinnati's not in it at halftime, they're going to get blown out. I think they'll be in it at halftime, though. So, I yeah, I look at. I mean, Capper, you, you what's your you you also same read? Yeah, it's a it's a dominant defense. I know they're playing in the AAC week to week, but like they dominated Notre Dame too. That Houston win looks um, pretty good too. Now I know they. It does, and their secondary is so talented, and Alabama really killed people uh, with their wide receivers spreading teams out. But, like, they really struggled with the run late in the season. Um, I believe they averaged under three yards a carry the last four weeks of the season. I know Brian Robinson was a little banged up. Um, but, like, this is a team, I think, that, that can, you know, isolate on the outside you know, go toe to toe with these guys uh, from Alabama. They're wideouts, and I think they can just do enough here to stop the run, keep them honest, and keep this game within two scores. Thirteen and a half seems like a ton, and it hasn't moved an inch. Um, and I think the sentiment is the SEC, Alabama, were you know looking down the barrel. The of inevitability of the tide. I don't know. It like I I think it might be that, but. Um, I think both these teams are going to have a little bit of a fight on their hands. I hope they will at least. 
Um, I don't know. Yeah. Semifinals have always lacked a little much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll echo what you said real quick. I just think that this is the best secondary Alabama's going to have faced all year. They're going to be doing it without John Mechie their best wide receiver probably. And Ahmad Sauce Gardner is going to be a first-day NFL draft pick. Kobe Bryant is going to be in the NFL next year as well. Uh, So they have some really talented cornerbacks that should be allowed to maybe go a bit one-on-one with these receivers at Bama, which should allow them to bottle up the run a bit more and have some safety help over the top. I like that a lot. I think Desmond Ritter is the kind of college football gamer that you see in a Johnny Manziel, Tim Tebow type that might be able to just get it done, even if he doesn't have a, the brightest NFL future. 13.5, too many points. I think Bam by a touchdown. I I really like uh, – I love that Cincinnati, they do a really good job protecting Desmond Ritter. Um, and, and the main thing that sort of sticks out to me in this spot is simply uh, – Al- it's very similar to how I said people sort of are forgetting Harbaugh's reputation as a big game coach because of uh, Michigan's late season performance. People are forgetting how inconsistent Alabama was as a result of uh, their their performance yes, against Georgia. Definitely. It's uh, yes, they beat they beat Georgia by quite a bit, but they very plausibly should have lost to Auburn. Uh, they very plausibly yep. could have lost to Florida, and I do not think that. I do not think any team on the schedule, including Georgia, is that much better or better at all than Cincinnati. All Cincinnati has done is win. They've been playing in the AAC only against spreads like they're going to face against Alabama. I, I, the, the NFL, they have NFL talent on their defense. This is an NFL caliber defense. It is a great defensive mind. I like the matchup of Luke Fickle against uh, Bill O'Brien calling the offense. He's coming back from uh, COVID protocols. Alabama's going to be breaking in some receivers. I Bryce Young, of course, is going to be the X factor, but I, I like Cincinnati having this much time against them. Um, like you're, I, I'm curious whether they start slow. I do agree they're going to be in a tough spot if they do start slow because Ritter can't air it out close to like Bryce Young can't. But... Uh, Man, when I see the 13 and a half, I was disgusted. I was like, I can't believe. Appalled. I was appalled. I, the, I, uh, the gall of the odds makers here. I, I like that you mentioned that, though, because there's still a narrative out of Tuscaloosa that this team is an underdog. They've got a chip on their shoulder. Yeah. I don't no, think they can claim that off. anymore after they, they just kicked that Georgia's can, ass. Like not so, against Cincinnati. Um, <laughs> no. I think they're trying to hype this up, but this is the true underdog story a group of five team playing in the college football playoff against the Titan of the, the sport. Um, like however many times you tell yourself that in the mirror, like that's not actually the case. So um, I, I just like, I don't know. Here. There's a lot to like about this Cincy team. They just win a ton of games. Uh, and it's interesting cause you finally get a chance at, at taking down the big team. And it's like, they they've got the hopes and dreams of every single group of five team on their shoulders this weekend. And I, I think that's exciting. I just love that. Cincinnati in this spot I just don't think they're gonna flinch like because they've been waiting for this opportunity I don't think they're gonna their eyes are gonna be too wide they've been playing for this game and I am expecting them to play I would be very 13 and a half means blowout I I would be very surprised if if that happens in this spot and also just disappointed uh we can uh (laughs) let's go to uh the Duke's Mayo Bowl the big stakes in this one of course is that the winning coach has already agreed to get a mayonnaise bath um Mac uh I believe it Shane Beamer 
uh, purported beforehand that he is not a fan of Mayo. He, he would prefer not to, but he'll do it for the team. Uh, Mac Brown said, uh, you can hit me with a frying pan. I don't care as long as we win, which sort of sums up UNC's disappointing season. Um, South Carolina uh, is going to be without their uh, quarterback, Sam Howell, I believe is playing in this game. He is. Uh, yeah. It, it is a 10-point spread, which seems like... We've got, we've got one last chance to have. Seems how, how, like how. a lot. Um, Rain Man, who, who are you leaning in this spot? I'm on UNC for this reason. I think Sam Howell coming back to try to get one more NFL film day under his belt against a pseudo-rival across the border in South Carolina. I think that's going to be too much for South Carolina's offense to hang with. You got Sam Howell playing. You got wide receiver Josh Downs. You got running back Ty Chandler. That's sort of the holy trinity of UNC's offense, which hasn't really been the problem this year. They're not as good as people expected. The defense has been the problem. Now, the issue with South Carolina is their offense is ranked 115th in the country. Their quarterback's not playing because he's in the transfer porter. So they had the assistant coach, Zeb Nolan, back with his eligibility. So you put that together with (laughs) 115th ranked offense. They're not going to be able to... (laughs) They're not going to be able to – that's the cure for UNC's bad defense is playing this offense. They've allowed over 190 rush yards in the four of the last five games. This South Carolina team is completely outclassed by UNC, even if the records are not that different. Uh, Capper, Capper disagree. I, I don't think UNC has proven that they've well, outclassed Well, I don't necessarily anybody. disagree. Okay. Um, I, I loved UNC's offense, but their defense was frankly putrid yeah, all year long. Um. I know that South Carolina is starting a backup, maybe even a third string. Who knows uh, what Beamer's going to pull out? But like, you get a month to prepare with the guy. You know what's going on, and Zeb Nolan's whoever is up. going to, <laughs> whoever is going to get snaps uh, against North Carolina has a lot to play for because uh, Spencer Rattler coming to Columbia. Boy, is he! South they Carolina. don't have a lot to play for, and obviously he's going to start. But this like, is the last game hey, of eligibility. You know what? Establish yourself as the great backup. <laughs> I, uh, also, I South Carolina know. is going to be missing Kingsley and Gobert, who led the team in tackles and lost yardage and sacks. I like that it's a rivalry matchup here. Um, I like that the coach is playing for um, for uh, a mayo bath because, like, who wants to actually win the Most that? American shit I've ever heard. Uh, Jesus. I do. Mac? I don't know. You, North Carolina just was so bad this year man on the defensive end of the football you can't i can't lay more than a touchdown with yeah them. i believe mayo bath was a uh that was a special golden corral for a long time um i mm. i think i south carolina showed some mock you gotta pay extra south carolina just showed some moxie this year i don't know how else to put it it's like they've they've won game they beat florida notoriously during the end of the season i felt like they just like play pretty well they beat auburn as well i'm I it seems like a lot of points so but so I kind of like South Carolina in this spot and UNC has just only been disappointing. I don't know. It's uh what a weird year. I uh let's go to the next one here. This is Rain Man's favorite on the board. Capper's on the same side. I am as well. Uh Tennessee minus 6 against a Purdue team that does play decent defense and they can pass it well, but it's hard not to see Tennessee really. I, I you know, it's Hendon Hooker. Uh, I, I like him as the Heisman pick next yeah, year. Yeah, like I'm going to be on a Heisman future on Hendon Hooker next year as long as I'm getting more than 40 to 1 on it. The lines moved on this one from plus 3 to minus 6 with more people taking Purdue. A lot of that's not just because of normal or 
ordinary course reverse line movement. Purdue's best wide receiver and probably their most talented player or best NFL prospect anyways in David Bell. He's not going to be playing anymore. So I think Tennessee will be able to score. Their weak next is the defense. Can Purdue without David Bell score with Tennessee and Hendon Hooker with all this juice that this program has? I don't think so. I think this one also has sneaky route potential. So I'm more than willing to give six here. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel the same way. It's just um, it's just a super intriguing Tennessee offense uh, against a Purdue offense that was really good in the Big Ten all year but, like, is missing their number one playmaker. Uh, you know, how are they going to fill that hole against an SEC defense? I don't know. May, I mean, SEC's been pretty shitty because those games don't matter, right? Well, look, it's uh, it, this is the law. This is it still the means law of more college though. football is when the SEC me- wins, it means more. And when they lose, they just didn't really care that much. They weren't trying. They just kind of because it wasn't a big game. Th- that's Those are the rules, guys. We all we all know that. It makes sense. Um, next game on the slate, uh, we got Pitt <laughs> and Michigan State. Great, great game in the Peach Bowl. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. Well, it would have been. Well, yeah, we're missing Kenneth Walker. We're yeah, missing this one's kind Kenny of deflated. Um, but two teams that had a good year. I I'm leaning Sparty in this spot. Um, you like Pitt, right, Capper? I I am taking Pitt. I I, the I Pat think Narduzzi Kenneth Bowl. Walker was such a difference maker for that Spartan offense. Um, quarterback can't get it done. And I know they're going to plug and play with the running backs. I think they have a good rushing attack, but like, that's just too big of a hole to like. It's a bigger hole to me than than losing a Heisman finalist, Kenny Pickett, um, because like, wow. Pittsburgh, so losing a running back's a bigger Pittsburgh's hole than defense, losing a quarterback. Well, Pittsburgh's defense insane. was so much like, better. I don't than, feel strongly about this game. I do feel strongly that that analysis sucks. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> Kenneth Walker was that much more important to his offense than Kenny Pickett was, as good as Kenny Pickett was. I think that's, cr- I know that's crazy to say, but like, look at everything that these two teams did. Uh, when Kenneth yeah. Walker got shut they down, <laughs> Michigan <laughs> State was what? horrible. To quote old school after Will Ferrell was hit with the tranquilizer, you're crazy, man. You're crazy. I like you, I think but you're crazy. I think it's a disgrace <laughs> Kenneth Walker didn't get invited to New York City, frankly. I, I might agree with you on that, and, but like and you can only invite accounted, so many people. They, like they've given us six free points basically for Kenny Pickett being out. They didn't like they. T- they barely adjusted it for Kenneth Walker. That's true. Yeah, they didn't really adjust it for Michigan State. Like I mean, Ken, Kenny Pickett is I think the which best makes your analysis prospect. even dumber. No, it doesn't. That's the whole point. Okay, your point is we're playing opposite day. Well, I think they're I think they're pretty equal to their team's offensive output. Uh, and only one team lost six points on the spread. Yeah, I, I disagree. I'm taking Michigan State. I don't feel strongly. I think Pitt's defensive line, I do think dominant. Michigan State will be able to plug and play at running back a bit, but Pitt's defensive line, who knows? Uh, Pitt's also missing their best cornerback, though, Damari Mathis, who's going to be going to the NFL. 46% completion rate against him, a raw 37.8 QBR when people are throwing against him. So maybe Michigan State's offense will be able to find a little bit more of a passing attack as the cornerbacks have to shift down the depth chart. Uh, other than that, man, loss of picket, loss of Whipple. I don't know if Pitt's offense will have the same juice. I'm just going to take Michigan State here yeah. and kind of like close my eyes while the game's on. My main, my main read here is, uh, yeah, 
uh, Pitt is starting. Uh, Patty is it's their backup, and this is a lame duck junior after Keon Slovis said he'd transfer in. And in all the bowl games we've seen so far yeah. where you have an upperclassman with no starting experience getting the nod, they've the game just hasn't hasn't gone well. Um, and, and of course, uh, Michigan State's weakness, uh, man, Michigan State's weakness is, is past so is bad. Pa- this year, past- he was so he would like he was exceptional in the play action, <laughs> but they're they lost the best running back in the country. <sighs> so, like, who is going to honor the play action here? I don't know. I think Michigan State, all Pittsburgh has to do is just pin their ears back and say Peyton Thorne please beat us down the field you can't maybe they can do it maybe he can Pitt's giving up Pitt's, Pitt lost to Western Michigan and now they're playing Michigan State it's from <laughs> Pitt Pitt that guy's kind of, now that guy missing ended their best up being pretty lit though. yeah I uh all right we'll see he did he can we'll it. see either way interesting little fact here uh tickets for this in the in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium going for as low as $11 for the Peach Bowl not a good look bowl season um let's go to the next one we got the srs distribution las vegas bowl congrats to srs distribution for the las vegas bowl uh it's uh wisconsin arizona state wisconsin is favored by six and over under of 41 tells me that this is a wisconsin they're, they're saying this is a wisconsin game I love I love the Badgers in this spot. Uh, I, I, oh, I, you changed so much from all year long, dude. Even I think they'll. I, he you, he didn't do it enough to you, did he? Graham Mertz has hurt me so hard, and I want to. You're going back Wisconsin for one time. Wisconsin was a lot better down the stretch. Hurt me just one. They're a different team. Hurt now. me, baby, one more time. Graham yeah, they Mertz. were so good down the stretch. They they choked at Minnesota to make it to the Big Ten championship. They were awesome down the stretch. You're right. Minnesota is good. They were good. They were a good football team. <laughs> Minnesota is a good football team the, with some the, confusing losses. Wisconsin. That was the only team Wisconsin played down the stretch that was worth half a shit. Are you on? Are you on? You're clear. Oh, well, I'm on Wisconsin yeah. because I think their defense is still good. Their defense was always good. And Arizona State's missing their top two running backs, Rashad White's off to the NFL, and Trey Trey and transferring in the transfer portal. So give me Wisconsin. I don't know if Arizona State's going to be able to score. I I like Jaden Daniels, but I just that. Arizona State's just been disappointing this year. I'm not sure if I like him in this spot against a tough Wisconsin defense, especially the totals just screaming. Like I said before, the totals just screaming that this is a Wisconsin. Wisconsin's going to define this game. But you like Arizona State in this spot, right, Caffer? I do. I'm. Ne- I will never lay more than three points with Graham Mertz. Honestly, that's he'll be back next year, and I'll, I'll stick to that. Dude, rule. it's not a bad maximum. I can't like fault you for it. Graham Mertz. It's not ba- that's not terrible. Gra- Graham Mertz <laughs> is like genuinely like uh, watching Graham Mertz is like getting bird boxed in a college football perspective. You just want to jump out like a fucking window right away, just start stabbing your own face. But I don't know. I I'm not where I'm not thinking about Graham Mertz in this spot. I'm just thinking about a much much tougher Wisconsin team that's just gonna. Yeah, but so what we're we're not factoring I mean, in like we don't think Arizona State's gonna be able to score against Wisconsin, but Graham Mort- Mertz might be good for fourteen points for the right. yeah that's it's, true. A, it's an Arizona State defense. <laughs> it's an Arizona State Arizona defense State. that had totals in the forty all year long too. Like those are those are very it's a reputable defense on the Arizona State side. Top thirty in FEI, top thirty uh, in F plus. They're no slouches, and they get to play against Graham Merch this weekend. Good, good for them. It's a fair Just point. not buying what you're selling in this spot. Uh, the next game, uh, 
Maybe the not. Bar- I took a lot of dogs this week. I don't uh, know. The next game, uh, the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl canceled. Fuck off. Uh, next game, canceled. Wake Bye. Forest against Rutgers. Taxler Gator Bowl. Uh, Wake is favored by minus 14 and a half. Rutgers is a replacement team in this spot. Uh, those those Ag- the Aggies dropped out early. They just never college station. They're just like COVID late. Never had a shot. Uh, they're too busy just getting. No, they didn't want. The, they didn't want the Sam. I think they didn't want. They're play. too busy getting they're all their Bitcoin next uh, in order for the players they're paying under the table. Uh, non-taxable. I can't wait till the IRS investigates them. Uh, let's go. But I, I it's fourteen and a half points. Rutgers. They're gonna be excited to be in a bowl game. But Wake Forest, of course, when they're clicking, really, really good. And Rutgers has been blown out a few times. Uh. I, I you guys I'm gonna guess both of you guys are on Rutgers in this spot. Fourteen and a half points. No, 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 no. I'm on yeah. Wake. This is a practice gap. Rutgers had two weeks less of practice. Sam Hartman's coming back. I think Wake will be able to score against Rutgers. And I just don't know if Rutgers will have be up to par and be in like bowl ready shape after the holiday season. So I'm just I'm just not confident there. Yeah, but man, it's, it's a lot of points. What God. What a ridiculous situation. Yep. Um, love Sam Hartman. Don't love Sam Hartman laying more than two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Wait, like Wake's defense was pretty bad all year. Pretty long. bad. Yeah. If it wasn't for the practice gap, I'd absolutely be on records. Um, I just don't. I just. Don't I know. think. I think it's interesting because Wake was obviously preparing for a different opponent, and then they get switched. So like, you've got to change up your game plan, change up tendencies. I, I know that the fundamentals are the same there, but like. You're attacking this Rutgers defense differently than you'd attack an A&M defense. You're attacking the the offense differently. You know, all that stuff kind of matters to me. Uh, Rutgers was pretty much like on go; they were ready. So I, I don't know. You get you get five wins and you get to play in a bowl game. Those kids will probably be pretty fired up. Mm-hmm. That I I where is this game? The, kudos to them for getting their grades this year. Where is this game? Where, where the hell is this game? Does anyone know? Excellent question. No Let me clue. figure this out. Uh, where I've been pretty bad at these actually. All where year they make long. these? I, I it's no the Tax Slayer. It's the Gator are. Bowl. So somewhere in Florida. It's in. It's in Tampa. Okay, so yeah, New Jersey. Yeah, records are probably fired up to go there for a little vacation. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, next game. Next game here on the slate. Uh, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Uh, Central Michigan slid, slid over to this spot against Washington State, who was supposed to play Miami, but the the Canes had to drop out. Uh, Wazoo is favored by minus seven, and I I really like the Cougars in this spot. I really do. Uh, lay in the seven. Do I? I Why? Oh, they, they've just played. They're just like surprising. Anytime you doubt them. They've just played really well. They've put up a lot of points. I really like uh, I really like their quarterback, uh, Delora. He runs the offense really well. Max Borgie's really solid. I I like him in this spot against uh, a, a Central Michigan team that admittedly has played decently down the stretch. But I don't know. I, I feel like uh, especially like being set, having having the extra time. I like Washington State. But are are you guys both on the Chippewas? I mean this this one doesn't matter so fade the mac. Yep. 
<laughs> I'm taking I'm taking the points here. I think Central Michigan might be slightly more motivated to go out and beat a Power Five team. I don't know why Washington State could possibly give a fuck about this game. Dude, so Washington State, I'll take you in the Washington points. State's had a fucking tumultuous season, man. And they play. Yeah, they, if they there's one thing I can't, on. if there's one thing I will say, like that you can absolutely not say about them is that they don't fucking play hard. They play really hard. They beaten they beaten a lot of teams that. As underdogs, they lost a sure. lot of teams too. I don't know, man. I I like them in this spot. Um, let's go uh, next. You and Washington State and Oregon State, you can't quit them. Don't get me started on Oregon State. Yeah, that's true. I, he loves those. He loves those weird. You love the beef. Northwest. You love the the, the I love the beefs. Um, let's go to the the first game of the new year, January 1st, 2022. We're starting with the Outback Bowl. It's a noon kickoff and we got uh, Arkansas against Penn State. Uh, Dotson has opted out for uh, Penn State. It's only a one point spread for Arkansas. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Who do who do you got in this spot, Rain Man? People are focused on Dotson being out because he's the bigger name, the bigger NFL talent. But I think the wide receiver for Arkansas, who's also opting out, Traylon Burks, is probably more important to Arkansas's offense than Dotson is to Penn State's. Hmm. Burks has targeted 90 times during the year, which is nearly three times more than the number two wide receiver in Arkansas, Warren Thompson, who has only targeted 34 times. That's a big hole in that offense. I'm taking Penn State, who has a great defense and the plus one. All right. They do have a great defense. Um, I think the X factor here is Sam Pittman, actually. Um, I don't think there is a team that will be more motivated to play in a late December, early January bowl game than the Arkansas Razorbacks this year. I, I, that, And I think it comes down to that. Like I think it's a super balanced team on offense and defense. Um, can move the ball efficiently with, efficiently with, with Jefferson. Um, and I think they play well enough defense to slow down a kind of bad Penn State offense. Yeah, Penn State uh, offense is going to be pretty bad this game. I, I mean, like, I'm on Twitter a ton, and I, I just Very like – online, notoriously. Those, those guys love – Proud of you for being on Twitter, by the way. Love this program. They love this coach. They love uh, everything about being Arkansas Razorbacks. It's really weird almost um, because it's – I mean, it's just like, you know – at the end of the day, you won eight games. You had a great season, but like, does this game the really matter? Like I think it matters year. to these guys. I, I think the main difference, given the given the two best offensive talents are not playing in the game, I, I'm I'm on the. On the what I really disagree. The reason why I, I like the that. reason why I really disagree with you, Rain Man, in terms of Burks being more important from Arkansas is just quite simply Arkansas is 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 a top fifteen rushing offense. They run the ball really well. Penn State. Is the box about to get stacked against a much better but run? Penn defense. State is one eighteen rushing the ball, and they 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 cannot run the ball. They are going to be so much more one dimensional, particularly without Dotson. I think Arkansas is going to be pinning their ears back way more. Um, Penn State, their 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 program's an interesting spot. They just lost their defensive coordinator to Virginia Tech, um, and and similar. I like uh, Sam Pittman in this spot. Penn State's a seven and five team. Uh, Arkansas has had a really good year, and I think they're going to cap it off by by winning this one. Um, but it, based on the line, I wouldn't be surprised if it that if it's close. I think Penn State's defense is is pretty solid, 
but I, I expect the under to play really well. But I also think not having a fully functional passing threat is what's going to kill Penn State because they can't rely on the run. Run they just haven't been good enough this year. Um, next one on the slate, maybe one of my favorite games uh, overall, and that's the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl, where we got Oklahoma State against Notre Dame, arguably two of the most different schools playing against each other um, in terms of. Uh, <laughs> Not like whiteness, but emission standards. Uh, I think um, Oklahoma State wow. has played really, really well. It's a shot. Uh, good. Huge shot, but justified. Yeah. You wanna if you wanna talk up Oklahoma State's academics, if anyone does, by all means. Um, come come on the pod. I, uh, Notre Dame is favored by two and a half. Uh, I'm all over the pokes in this spot. That all they've done is played really, really well. Uh, this year they had a disappointing loss to Baylor that that cost them any shot at the playoff but I, I Notre Dame seems uh, I just haven't been impressed with Notre Dame was pretty good this year and very good in the second half they've gotten a lot better since that Cincinnati loss I think they're fired up with their new coach I think Oklahoma State is an embarrassment on offense I'm taking Notre yeah. Dame and you're you're on the same side what team do you trust more to be locked in and focused for this game I think oh, even if you like Oklahoma State better as a team, who do you trust more to be? I think on paper you have a team that just lost their head coach. I realize Marcus Freeman is a good replacement, but what has Oklahoma State shown this year? They've shown that they are so well that they can't throw that they can't play they are offense. Well, fucking coach, they've done enough. Sixty first in the country in F plus uh, for Oklahoma State's offense, very bad. Uh, and Notre Dame has a ton of momentum. I think. I think. Well. You lose Brian Kelly, who obviously I think gets shit on a lot as being just a dickhead, but he's a very good college football coach. Clearly a great uh, has coach. Has won a ton of games. Family. But, like, I think that's a locker room now that has a ton to, ton to prove without him. Basically, like, he went out and said, I've got a better chance to win a national championship with these guys in this locker room, in this state, uh, at this university than I do with you guys. Sorry. I'll see you later. And Marcus Freeman basically comes in and says – no, fuck that guy. Like we will, we we will win this game. We will show out, and we will be prepared next year to make a run in a national championship. And I think that matters a lot to um, college athletes. I, I I think that's the biggest play here to me. Like I love Notre Dame here. I, like Oklahoma State. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be on uh, Notre it's Dame. It's a program that's super good every year, year in and year out. Oklahoma State is in the mix, um, challenging very good teams, but like they've never won anything. I think I think this is going to be a great game. I, I like I I, sit, I I'm excited about this yeah, game. I just think it'll be close. It, I think the two and a half is probably accurate because I think it'll be a field goal in either direction. But my lean here is uh, I think Oklahoma State comes into this spot motivated. I think they're I really really like Mike Gundy. I think he's one of the he's proven again. He people aren't discussing enough, but he's one of the top five coaches in college football for my money for for what he gets done there. Um, for how he develops talent. I mean, that longevity at that program, there's a lot to be said about Mike Gundy. I'm, uh, I, I, I like the pokes in this spot, but I understand I understand taking Notre Dame. Uh, we can go to uh, the next one, the New Year's Day slate. Surprise, surprise, New Year's Day football, pretty good. Uh, but we got, we got another one that should be pretty decent here, if not low scoring, and that's the Verbo Citrus Bowl. Uh, 22 Kentucky against number 15 Iowa. Kentucky is favored by three points. 
Um, Iowa just got humiliated in the Big Ten championship game. We'll see if they come back. Kentucky's riding pretty high. Mark Stoops, he just signed an extension, stayed home. They're recruiting well there. Um, do either of you, I guess I'll ask, I'm really, I love Kentucky in this spot. I'm, I think you guys might as well. Are either of you on the Hawkeyes? Yeah, I, I don't really have a read on this game. I'm taking Iowa and taking the plus three just to grab the points. I think they're better than that Michigan game. And I think Kirk Ferenz is a crazy person who will actually buckle down and focus this bowl season. So, uh, yeah, I could see Iowa winning. So I'll take the three. Fair. I don't yeah, like I'm it. Not gonna do I don't it. love I'm it. I'm not going to do it. I'm on Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, way more balanced team. I think we've seen a lot uh, this bowl season so far where, like, the balanced team has, has – um, come out victorious here Iowa was just so bad offensively they have no offensive identity they laid a complete dud in the Big Ten championship their biggest game of the year um, can't throw the football at all you don't respect their throwing attack you don't respect they can't. their rushing attack uh, nope. and, and I think with a defensive Kentucky's caliber like you've got some some pretty talented guys on the line you've got some pretty good talented guys uh, in the secondary I think there's enough there where uh, Iowa scoring 20 points is going to be tough to do for them i i i would say even more than like 13 or 14 i can't points. i'm not going to argue much on this game i'm just grabbing yeah. points in the bowl game because i got no clue. kentucky i don't feel i don't feel good about this game kentucky's a impressing has been impressing me just as a program they're putting guys in the league now and they're recruiting well i just think they're they're really on the come up gave stoops the big extension i mean um and i yeah this is a this is a yeah. spot where I, where i think they, i think they'll show out um and then uh, this is probably uh, we we've been texting on the side about this game for a while, and it's the Rose Bowl uh, presented by Capital One Venture Act. We'll make sure to get the sponsor there. Um, we uh, got Ohio State's favored by four and a half points against a Utah team that should have all the motivation. This is really the tale of two teams. Like you have Utah, which is going to come into this game with so much motivation. Pac-12 champions. You have Ohio State which just couldn't be more disappointed to be in this game. Is it their first Rose Bowl? In a long time. It's very pop. I think it, I think it might be just because they, they haven't did, been they, in the Pac-12 that, the pack long. that long. Yeah, I think it is. Um, I'm at, it's a cool story. They, uh, Utah started off the season not great, and then they really just turned a corner, and it started with uh, it is hard to beat, a, beat the shit out of a team twice in a year this, the way they beat Oregon. Um, that really showed me something. Cam Rising, uh, he was a really high recruit coming out of high school, and he's proven himself to be to be really good, replacing Charlie Brewer. I think is this an all play? This is an all play on the Utes. I think, boys. This yeah. is an all play. It's got to be. Yeah. Uh, Alave and Wilson both not playing for Ohio State. They're also missing their starting left tackle. Utah's defensive line's pretty good. This is going to be interesting. I I think Utah's might be able to outright him, but I do like the four and a half a lot better here. That's a key number in a game that should be close. Um, you saw Ohio State ended up with two losses on the season. They lost to Michigan. They lost to Oregon early in the year. And Utah proved that they're a better Oregon to me. Um, Utah is better Oregon. That's, that's well said. They run the football really well, but they also have a passing attack that you have to respect, uh, which Oregon didn't have. Oregon just basically said, we're going to line up and we're going to pound it down your throat. Uh, just like Michigan did uh, in the game. And Utah is capable of doing that to a, to an Ohio State team. I think that's lost a little bit of steam, not making the playoff, which is their expectation every single year. Um, have lost some big big recruits, big transfers. 
uh, in the last few weeks, and I think they've kind of got to figure out their identity here. Uh, Utah is a team playing for a ton, in my opinion, uh, and I love the fact that they're getting points here. Uh, like, this is everything that Utah is playing for. Like, I, I think it's crazy to say that Utah has national championship aspirations, but, like, this is a team at the beginning of the year that I think had Pac-12 championship aspirations and Rose Bowl uh, aspirations. So, um, I don't know. There's a lot to love with this Utah team. They play great defense. They run the ball really well. Uh, and Cam Rising, he can beat you down the field. So, um yeah. I don't know. It, I, this is this is a very fun game for uh, a non-playoff game to me. Tail class. Yeah, and for our uni watch fellas, sick helmets for Utah. Amazing. Oh. Classic tale of uh classic tale of motivation in this spot. It's if you believe at all in in motivation being a factor in bowl games, you cannot bet against Utah. You just can't in this spot. Um, and I just don't think they're the type of team you, they play really hard nose football. They're so fucking well coached. I, I, it'll be something if they come out and, and hand it to Ohio state. Um, and then let's go, uh, now all state sugar bowl, another great game, Ole Miss and Baylor. Ole Miss is favored by one and a half points. Baylor is the big 12 champions. Uh, I like, I like the bears in this spot. Uh, I know Capper, you're on the bears as well. Yeah, I'm taking Baylor. Uh, as much as I like Ole Miss, as much as I like Lane Kiffin, uh, it's just a super gritty Baylor team um, that ended up winning the Big 12. Obviously, um, you know, kind of an undermatched team all year long, but like I think they play into that with their identity, uh, run the football really well, play just suffocating defense, and I think, um, I think Ole Miss has their hands full. I know Matt Corral uh is kind of looking for his his going out you know in into next year build build that heisman hope hope again um but i don't know it, it's just it's tough for me to bet against baylor at this point after what they did this year i'll do it give me old miss i think their offense is very very good lane kiffin always has a i want to beat you by as many points as possible mentality i like that here I do respect Baylor. They've proven a lot. I've come around on them, but Ole Miss minus one and a half. I have to take it. Uh, is Matt Corral playing? Yeah, okay. he's playing. I think so because he's. I mean, he's coming back. He's re- he's ready to roll. Yeah. Otherwise, year. this line would this line would make no sense. Um, yeah. I know. Yeah, it looks like Ole Miss is going to be returning a bunch of players. I'm. Uh, I like. I like Baylor in this spot just because they play. They play really hard. I think that with the time they'll have. Uh, some time to really home, especially uh, Ole Miss lost their offensive coordinator to um, Oklahoma. Of course, Lane Kiffin is probably the offensive coordinator for them in all reality, so maybe it's not too bad of a loss. But this should just be – it should be a really good one. Um, the last last game we'll discuss on the slate, the last bowl game is the Tax Act Texas Bowl, which is happening on January 4th for some fucking reason. Um, Very tough. Tough. Tough draw. Tough. And we got uh, – there will be in Houston where we got Kansas State against LSU. Uh, LSU just hired Brian Kelly. LSU, man, that's – it's been an interesting tra- – Is Brian Kelly coaching it? He must be, right? I mean, he's going to be like there. He's going to be like – He'll be there, but not like the – yeah, yeah, he'll hand it off to an assistant. I, yeah, I think they've got an interim guy. Uh LSU, interesting spot for that program. It just feels like Brian Kelly got off to such like a weird start there already. 
and I, this, I, I think a, a loss in this spot. They, I'm curious how motivated they're going to be. Kansas State's favored by three and a half points. I, it's hard for me to see sort of what LSU. I, you know, Kansas State will get up for this game. Chris Kleiman, great coach. Um, LSU, of course, will they? They're talented. They came close against Bama. They can play well. They play close against quite a few teams. Um, they beat A and M, so they they have some juice. But the three KSU being favored by three and a half points makes me lean their way. I know Capper, you're on Kansas State. Are, do you like LSU or Kansas State in the spot, Rayman? Oh God, I actually had K State circled, but I'm changing it right now to LSU. For the sole reason that's one, they did kind of finish the season a little bit better. I think three and a half is too many points. I think LSU would usually not be motivated in this type of game. But the fact that the game is in Houston, which is so close to where, uh, like, one of the major cities near where a lot of these kids who go to LSU grew up, they'll probably ah, have a lot stretch. of family in town. Also, very big, very big for recruiting uh, for LSU is is the Houston suburbs. I think that. I think LSU three and a half. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I gotta take this point. I'm revising it, my pick. It just means that they had to literally be with their team until uh, spring semester starts. Sadly for them. <laughs> I. Uh... Um, K State was just better offensively, defensively all year long. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's not a super impressive team, but I think that line does give you a little pause here when you see a. Uh, minus is Deuce playing? Because LSU's he a, got does he have another year? better athletes all over the field. I believe Deuce is playing. Um, yeah, I, I just don't, don't know. know. I don't Too know. Give points. me Cleman. Give me Cleman. Like them winning, beating A and M at the end of the year has to mean something, right? Maybe not. Maybe know. it means A&M Aggie kinda, sucks. A and M kind of like I don't. I don't know. Everybody I don't know. In the, in the SEC sucks. Living, I think I just got to take LSU alive. here. <laughs> I, yeah, that's. Um, a- I mean, I think that's fair. It's it's one of those games where I think it's the last one on the slate, other than the playoff, the championship game, and it's like, mm, you know what? Who shows up more motivated? It's probably a K State team that doesn't play for shit all year long. You know. Uh, only notable sort. Deuce Vaughn is playing, but his it looks like his backups is transferred out. So if he goes down, it might be a tough situation. But I don't know, man. I'm expecting I think I think Brian Kelly was a horrific hire for LSU. I think it was a nightmare hire for them. Oh wow. I think it was a nightmare <laughs> hire for them. Someone someone screen cap this audio recording. What about whatever you What about the family? family? No, exactly that. I just think like Brian He's so excited to be there. I just think Brian Kelly could recruit Notre Dame really well. I don't know how well he's gonna recruit Louisiana think he's not gonna have that long of a leash like it's just easy to see it sort of tumbling if they don't play well i realize he's won everywhere but i realize that there's so much talent i wouldn't hate him failing no i i i maybe i'm just trying to manifest it i would i i really really want him yeah i think you're trying to speak it into existence i I don't think it's gonna happen we're going into 2022 why not we're we're just manifesting positive thoughts and that positive thought is that brian kelly will be an absolute fucking failure just bring it into the world Yep, yep, let's keep it positive. I like Brian it. Brian Kelly will fail. He will fail. He will fail. He will fail. 